0: This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and Clark Judge. You play to win the game. Welcome back to our number two of the Talk of Fame Network. Uh, Ron, I, I enjoyed that conversation the first hour with Jacob Green, who is one of Kenny Easley's best teammates we talked to him about Kenny Easley and, and why he's Hall of Fame worthy, but I, I very much enjoyed it. I thought he was terrific, and we got some insight on him. It might have been nice to have had him in the room with you and the voters, Rod, for the senior committee. Don't you think it would have made everyone's lives a lot easier?
1: Yeah. Oh, no. He was he was terrific. And, and you know, Jacob was a great player himself, you know, 116 career sacks.
0: Unofficial. Unofficial. Unofficial, is, right. Yeah. Unofficial. Like John Kenny Turney Spence. would tell us, well, it was official in his book.
1: <laughs> but, you know, terrific uh, player, Kenny Easley. And, and, so many things went on, you know, during that time period that that, that you talked to some of the younger voters who weren't, you know, some of them weren't even in diapers when the stuff was going on. They kind of, their eyes roll because they don't right, right. really know the history, you know. I mean, he was the player rep in in 87 during the strike, which was, as we all know, uh, just one of the most vile performances by management in the <laughs> In my opinion, in, in in history, when it comes to sports, and you know, Kenny was outspoken uh, on that, and then of course after he got traded to Arizona because he was sick, uh, and they knew he was sick, the Seahawks, and then it was Arizona that told him uh, your kidney's not functioning, and it turned out, of course, he'd been they'd been pumping him full of as many to twenty to twenty-five Advils a day, and it was proven that it destroyed his kidney. He ultimately sued the team and and was uh, victorious, but. Also, you know, disappeared off the face of the earth to the point where when they finally put him on their equivalent of their ring of honor, he considered not showing up. I mean, ultimately, I believe he did, but but he considered not showing up. I mean, that's how
0: uh, how 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 does a all decade first team all decade defensive back not make it as a finalist? He never got in the room. He's never been in the room. How is that possible?
1: Well, you know, I don't know. I was not on the committee in those days, uh, but I think that there's a lot of, uh, there were still a lot of what I would call old-line NFL voters who uh, didn't much take a hanker into guys going on strike and shutting down their league and their games, and I think that those were almost automatic anti-votes. And then on top of that, you put guy who sued Pro Football. Now everybody sues Pro Football. You know, I mean, if you don't sue Pro Football, it's because you didn't play. Uh, you know, but but back in those days, it was pretty unusual. And so you had the two of them together, and I think uh, he, you know he was already probably on the on the borderline. And then, as Jacob discussed, uh, nobody saw them play. You know, right, I think they made the right. playoff once. Right. I think during yep. his time period, maybe twice, but I think it was once. And, and which to me is another shows you how remarkable it was Clark that he he became. Defensive player there. Showed you how great the guy had to be. He
0: yeah, had 10 interceptions that year in 84, Ron.
1: Yeah. ten And probably 20 knockouts. Yeah. I mean, right. that guy was, uh, you know, huge. I mean, it's funny, too, because I was looking at uh, they had him listed at just over 200 pounds. And somehow I just remember it's like this 225-pound giant, you know, right. uh, glorified linebacker. Maybe it was 200 pounds, but if he was, it was 200 pounds of dynamite.
0: Yeah, right. Ron, I, I think you guys have an impossible task. I mean, there's just a raft, as we've talked about on the show, of senior candidates waiting to get in. You only have to get one this year, one. Um, and I, I'm guessing that what you what happens here, and I'd like you to enlighten our listeners uh, inside that room, is the way you whittle this group down, you go in with a, a, a list of 15 is the same way we do it for the modern-earing candidates, am I correct? You go from 15 to 10 to 5, and, and then you get down to, in this case, 1. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, that's right. You start with 15, you go to 10, then you go to five, and then you go to three. And then the final three, you you cut that down. Uh, And in this case, uh, you know, showing you everyone in the room felt that, although there was a lot of deserving candidates who came up this year, that Kenny Easy was the best football player there. And that's why I think when we got to the final three, he went in on the first ballot, which is not always the case. Sometimes there's there's splits, believe it or not, uh, and it takes a while. But uh, it, it's tough. There's no doubt about it. I mean, you sit there and you talk about a guy for a while. And We have two Hall of Fame advisors, Floyd Little and, and Ron Wolf, this year, and they're talking to you, and you get done, and you say, "Well, he's Hall of Famer." Right. Then you go on to the next guy. You say, "Well, he's Hall of Famer," <laughs> and you know, you, uh, you get then you got to then they say, "Okay, now get rid of five of these guys," and you go like, "What?" Yeah. Well, now get rid of five more of them. You got rid of ten guys, who you know may never come back.
0: Well, that's where I want to go, Ron, because you have guys like Jerry Kramer. Johnny Robinson, Robert Brazil, and Lord knows how many all-decade players, Cliff Harris, Drew Pearson, Eddie Metter, who are left on the cutting room floor. I mean, Kenny Easley is at least now in as a finalist. He's not in the Hall of Fame, but at least he's a finalist. But these other guys are, are left, you know, waiting. So let's start with, you know, Eddie Metter and Cliff Harris. They're both safeties. They play the same position as Kenny Easley. But they were in line long before him, yet they didn't get in. What's the message this week for them?
1: Uh, I don't think it's great. I don't think it's a great message for them. Uh, I think that most everybody, well, I won't even say most. Nobody in the room would have argued that Kenny Easy wasn't the best safety by a sizable margin uh, over the other guys on the list. But That doesn't mean the other guys weren't Hall of Famers. Mm-hmm. And, and to me, uh, our listeners have heard us talk about it a lot. You and I have talked about it a lot, Clark, uh, the importance of the queue and not getting too far out of line. And since I've been on the senior committee, uh, I really sense it's even more important there. In the regular committee, you got 25 years to make it. Usually, especially in recent years, if if, if you really deserved a uh, a debate, you usually get it. Now, that wasn't always the case, but in recent years, I think it, it has been. But if somehow you fell through the the cracks and you end up in that senior committee, there's a good chance you, that's it. You're never going to get yeah, never get now. You get buried. And when you so when you jump somebody out of line, out of the timeline. Now, you're going to argue any one of these guys has been out 25 years or longer. If they if they should have been in the Hall of Fame, they're already out of the timeline. But if you start saying, well, okay, but we should just be putting in the best guy on this list. Well, that's a nice thing to say. And in an ideal world, that is how it should be, you know, the best guy, whoever it is. Uh, but the reality is, what are you doing to these other guys who, who also are also deserving? And you and I, I think, talked about it with Will Shields, our concerns mm-hmm. that every year, what did we hear in that room for about three years? Oh, well, Will's a Hall of Famer. But not this year, we're going to put this Not day. this year, that's right. You know, not this year. Not All of a sudden you look up and 17 years have gone by and you look around the room and, and now the faces have changed and half of them never saw Will
0: Shields take a snap. That's right. Well, Ron, we talked earlier about this in, in the first hour. Jerry Kramer, come on. I mean, he makes the 50th anniversary team and he's voted the top player at his position. Ahead of Jim Parker in the Hall right. of Fame. I and might argue voted, that
1: one, by the way, but
0: you're right. Yeah, I know, I happened. know. But th- but that happened by the very hall that now won't let him in. You want to explain that one to me? I don't get well, it.
1: I know I get asked it all the time, as do you. I mean, I, jokingly, at one point yesterday, I said, uh, uh, guys, can we just put Jerry Kramer in so that my email traffic goes down yeah, by 33 yeah. and a third percent? I mean, you know. But there's vehement guys against them, you know. I, I you know, and I don't mean well, just voters. I mean other people who, you know, firmly believe that Gale Gillingham, another Packer offensive lineman who came along a little bit later, was a better player uh, than Jerry Kramer and others that say he was a self-promoter and mm-hmm. and.
0: Uh, well, that's and what I was going to ask you. I mean, is there someone or something that's killing his candidacy?
1: Personally, this is my opinion. Ron Wolf yesterday said this. this is just my opinion about 20 times, and every time he said it, he kept saying. Why do I say that? It's obviously it's my opinion. So now I just fell in the same trap. But it was Bart Starr. Hmm. I think Bart Starr carries a lot of weight. People respect him quite a bit. Uh, Not only as a football player and a Hall of Famer, but the kind of human being he's been and the kind of life he's lived. Deeply religious guy. But that doesn't mean you can't have a blind spot. Yeah, because you you know Jesus did have uh, Judas as one of his pals. So even he had a blind spot. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, and, and, you know, he's been asked about him, and he always brings up Bob Skaronsky who, right. and that name came up uh, yesterday, and I pointed out that Bob Skoronsky is, uh, by his own admits, one of Bart Starr's dearest friends. They're both deeply religious, and Jerry Kramer is probably the opposite in every personality trait of those two guys. Right. right. And so they didn't like him. Yeah, okay, well. You know, and there's some coaches who didn't like him, assistant coaches who didn't like him. But I'll tell you this much, Clark. When they needed a th- to score in the ice bowl, they didn't go over Bob Skaronsky. And when they needed a kicker to come in in the 62 championship game and uh, when Horning was uh, suspended, who made three field goals and an extra point, and otherwise they lose the game? Jerry, Jerry Kramer. Kramer. When yeah, Bob and you right, the,
0: the signature moment for the, the Packers in the ice bowl <laughs> – that's it. The, the star sneak. It's it's over Jerry Kramer. Hey, um, Ron, one quick question. We've got about a minute left. How about the ramifications of the easily vote for players with short careers? And, and I'm thinking specifically of Terrell Davis. He made it to the top 10 this year, the modern era candidates. Easily played seven years. I mean, five of them were special. Uh, Davis didn't have a long career. I think about three and a half of them were special and they were great. Does this signal the voters really are more willing To accept someone with an abbreviated career, or is it simply an aberration?
1: I think it's probably an aberration, but there are some guys leaning more and more toward it. I don't think that's a good idea in general, and I think seven years is actually a pretty long uh, career because if you look at most Hall of Famers, did they have 10 dominant years? No. They have half a dozen or so. they're, they're, They're good. But I think that the danger that we're getting into with Terrell Davis is, I can give you a hell of a lot of players had two great years. A hell of a lot of players. Yeah. That didn't make them Hall of Fame.
0: Thanks for the insight, Ron, with the emphasis on in, as an in, in the room. When we return, we're going to hear about the contributor fallout from this week's vote, as well as why Ricky Williams thinks he belongs. Yes, Ricky Williams in the Hall of Fame. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, just log on to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. Within minutes, you can download software that can clean up what may be slowing your computer down. That's MyCleanPC.com. We're also brought to you by Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper and get a local or toll-free number or just bring your own. To see how it works, just go to grasshopper.com.